the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, good afternoon. Greetings to you. Thanks for coming along today for the Friday edition of The Ride Home. Maybe you're one of those fortunate few who has been home all day long, perhaps, or you yourself are on the very roadway driving home, or maybe you're just thinking contemplating the ride home. Wherever you are, we're happy that you're along. Kath, good to see you. It is a rainy day, John. Mm-hmm. Um, my hair's out of control. It always happens in the rain. I feel the same. Mm-hmm. I you get that feeling. <laughs> yep, the bald spot just kind of gets moist is what happens. <laughs> I Christy, anything happened to your hair in the rain? Nope. Uh, no. Okay. No, you're good. Yeah. I, right. I used an umbrella when I came in this morning. Oh, did you? Yeah. Did you know? Yeah. I, you know, okay. I have. A, I like an umbrella, but I don't like an umbrella. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to have an it seems, umbrella. It seems a contradictory opinion. I, I like an umbrella because it keeps me keeps me dry, but I don't want it in my car. It just seems to get in the way. Right? Really? Well, okay. mine's just small. It's not a it's not a big golf umbrella. It's just a little tiny one. Yeah, it just pops open there. Yeah. I don't know. Those little tiny ones are. Pretty poor quality. Let me just say that. Wow. Yeah. Thanks. It's true. It's true. I have had many of those. Her mom gave me and, that. No, no. Here's this. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Teresa. <laughs> Please. That's no. a family heirloom. Am I not right about that, though? The the big ones that are... The golf umbrellas. Those are the ones that are better quality. Mm-hmm. The little ones are much more convenient, but they end up breaking all right, the time. Right, right. Or is it just the ones I've purchased? Well, if you buy like a, like a tote, which is a more expensive one. My wife and I were talking about this very same subject the other day as it was raining, which is feeling like it's been raining for the past 50 years. Sure. When you're living in New York City, this is the weirdest thing. As soon as it starts to rain, and I don't know how this happens, it's like the magic of New York City. As soon as it starts to rain, all of a sudden, guys come out of wherever, stand on the corner, and when I was there in the 80s, sold umbrellas for a buck. Wow. Yeah. For a buck? Yeah. I mean, it was like everybody, all of a Jeez. sudden, you had like a little umbrella. Now, they were like tissue paper. You would see them like later on, if the storm was over, they'd be like in trash cans, all mangled and like all right. twisted and stuff. But for the short term, they were okay, great. How much do you think that an umbrella would cost you if you went into a store today? I'm just curious. I don't have the right answer. I'm just wondering well, what you'd say. Um, again, you know, it's like if it's a totes umbrella, which you know is a a national brand, you're going to pay premium. A totes small umbrella, I would say twenty four dollars. Really, that yeah. much, Christy? Oh. Uh... Probably around twenty. Mm-hmm. See, I feel like if I'm going into Marshalls or something, oh. I'd like to walk out twelve ninety nine. Okay, Marshalls. Well, again, that's that's you know, crappy umbrella you're talking about. I was thinking about the one I have. I have a bubble one from Target. Oh, and I think that one, one was like seventeen. Listen, I had a bubble one when I was like in second grade. Oh well, I have one right now. That's sweet. Pre-pandemic. So, so this is these are post-pandemic umbrella prices we're talking about because every of course everything has been impacted. You know, the supply is. chain of umbrellas somewhere in the China Sea. What do you think, Christy? Are you looking on Amazon for an umbrella? Um, no, I can. Yeah, would you look for? Just kind of curious. You know, if it, we were going to go out tonight, 
which well i wanted for uh, for this to be a field trip for the ride home tonight what do you mean but you guys weren't able to come you didn't give us enough time i'm sorry yeah tell you gotta tell us ahead of time okay and when i'm driving to the event don't flag me off <laughs> no look, i was okay. i was trying to be considerate i How appreciate has this it been twisted over no, this twisted. time no, into like i didn't want you to be there no. i was trying to be considerate because mm-hmm. i didn't know if you guys would want to sit at the bar because there wasn't a table there I for appreciate us it. i was stuck on green tree road there was nothing i could do oh we made a quick u-turn Boom, we're home. We're like, yeah, okay, our obligations have been fulfilled because of the lack of space at the bar. The bottom so line. So we're going home. The bottom line, Christy, is that John didn't want to come and be with us. That's no, true. that's we not true. We knew that at oh, the moment true. while we were oh, sitting see. there alone in the sad bar in the twisted. strip district. We were like, this mm-hmm. is the time John right. didn't want Here's to be my here. choice. Go out with Kath and Christy or shop for an umbrella. <laughs> I have umbrella prices. Thank you. How much? On Amazon, there's uh, one for 21 and one for thirty-five. Really? So it's that. Yeah, the Toads brand is ex- is expensive. Mm-hmm. Post pandemic, yeah. so nothing there for twelve ninety-nine. <laughs> not seeing anything. Well, well, at least not in that brand. Oh, maybe you could just ask somebody on the street. Hey, give you fifteen bucks for that umbrella. <laughs> okay. All right, I have a top four at four, John. I'm eager to share it. Sorry, without the tomfoolery. Without any further ado, Kath, the world continues to spin. News mm-hmm. is being made, so please give us the top four at four. For Friday, May sixth, twenty twenty-two. I got four things for you, John. Okay, I'm going to have a piece of candy. Number one. Leaders from across Ukraine are urging caution to residents ahead of Russia's Victory Day, mm-hmm. warning the country of potential increased missile strikes on Monday's Russian holiday. Did you know that was a holiday in Russia? No, I did not. Um, meantime, heavy fighting continues at the besieged Azovstal, maybe, iron and steel works in Mariupol, where Russian forces are intensifying their attack, striking a car during a ceasefire, reportedly killing one and wounding six just this morning. A senior Ukrainian official said almost 500 civilians had been evacuated from the steel plant and its surroundings, adding, quote, the next stage is underway in rescuing our people. It's from the Washington Post. Number two. A summer surge in prices while we're talking about Ukraine is looming at the grocery stores and restaurants as the bread industry is warning of a perfect storm that is going to give you, John, and everybody else sticker shock. Uh, A story in CBS today about the H&S Bakery in Baltimore, which makes and ships breads to grocery stores and restaurants all over the East Coast, said it's scrambling as ingredients are increasingly not just expensive, but in short supply. It looks like a 35% increase in flour. Whoa. How about that? The war has disrupted production of wheat, oats, and cooking oils in a nation considered the bread basket of the world. Holy smokes. Number three. New photos of Pittsburgh's Fern Hollow Bridge collapse released by the National Transportation Safety Board appear to shed some light, though not as much as I was hoping, (laughs) on the chain of events leading up to the catastrophe earlier this year. Mm. So this happened, as you remember, early in the morning on January 28th. Nine people in six vehicles, including a Port Authority bus, fell more than 100 feet when the bridge collapsed. Did you see the the photos today in the trip? So it doesn't give all that much information, but the first frame shows the separation of the bridge deck, right, on the east side. The bus is moving forward. And the second frame is from the curb and shows that just about at the same time, the west end of the bridge had already fallen off the abutment. Mm. So it's like the whole thing went down at once. Boom. It just, yeah. It's a miracle. 
As of yesterday, investigators say they have not found evidence of widespread deficiencies within the bridge's K-frame superstructure types. But something had to something happen. happened, right? I don't know what. And they've looked at other bridges of similar design and go, we don't know what the story is. 12 to 18 months until the NTSB will release its final report. Okay. And number four, you, John, can get an earlier start at Idlewild and Soak Zone this year. Uh, so? Idlewild will open for its 145th season on Saturday, really? two weeks earlier than normal. Excellent. How about that? Soak Zone will open on the 21st of May. Uh, visitors will be able to get in line for Idlewild amusement rides earlier this year also at 10.30 in the morning. Nice. When the park opens. And most days, Idlewild will stay open till 7, except you know, around the seven. 4th of July when they do their fireworks thing and then they're open till 9.30. 7 9 seems 30. very early. Well, you can take it up with them. I was trying to give you good news and then you found right. a way not to like it. Well, I guess there's that. It's too bad. Anyway, new snacks. Also, visitors can enjoy uh, pulled pork nachos and the popular potato patch fresh cut fries. Oh. But... What's new this year? Fries with gravy and cheese curds. Poutine has come to Idlewild. And that is your top four at four. Okay. I love Idlewild. It's it's like a great it's such destination. such a pretty place. Oh, it's so Christy, fabulous. did you go there when you were growing up? Yes. We actually went on field trips there. Oh. School field trips? Yeah. That's did you go swimming? Fun. No, we didn't. We just did like. Do the rides. Yeah. Now, you've got a little niece. A yeah. six-year-old, the perfect place for a six-year-old. She loves it. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. For a little person like that, and oh. you can ride rides together. Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. My favorite. Right, the little uh, trolley car, mm-hmm. those little things. It's Daniel Tiger now. Oh, oh it's Daniel Tiger now. Yeah. Okay. Hey, what time is it? Yeah, it's time for me to tell you, John, tell me what? and everybody else, mm. your weekend has begun. Fabulous. Ooh, there we go. There's that guy. It's 13 minutes past the 4 o'clock hour. Truly, all is right and well, at least in this corner of the world. The Friday edition of The Ride Home will take a quick break. Reset. David French will join us in just a few minutes. Of course, we're going to talk about uh, the Supreme Court leak this past week with much more with David French. Stick around. 101.5 WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. Do you want to live in hope on the edge of eternity? The book of the Revelation is often ignored, sometimes debated, sometimes discounted. But God says this is the blessing book. If you want a blessing, God says here it is. Read it and heed it. And you're going to have a blessing. Hear Adrian Rogers' series, The Edge of Eternity, this month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. Dr. Mehmet Oz confessed, quote, I'm not socially conservative. Mehmet Oz is a liberal on guns. Listen to him in his own words. How do we keep guns out of the wrong person's hands? Red flag laws. Even worse, Oz supported New Zealand-style forced government gun buybacks, tracking gun owners with universal licensing, and an assault rifle ban. No wonder Mehmet Oz confessed, quote, I'm not socially conservative. Mehmet Oz, a Hollywood liberal and total fraud. Dave McCormick, he's an Iraq combat veteran with a bronze star. He's a proud son of Pennsylvania and a sportsman. Dave McCormick is a conservative who you can trust to stand up to the woke liberal mob and protect your Second Amendment rights. Honor Pennsylvania Inc. is responsible for the content of this advertising. Not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. Paid for by Honor Pennsylvania Inc. HonorPennsylvania.com. Poor Sam was a mess. Always itching, licking. His paws were soaking wet. He had bald spots on his back. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Two weeks after he started Dynamite, I started seeing 
great improvement. And today, 99% of his issues are non-existent. Dynavite is nutrition. Dynavite is the best thing you can do for your dog. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. I get my Dynavite from D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Hey, Earl, did you hear that Senator Mastriano voted to pass Act 77? You're kidding. Isn't that the law that allowed no-excuse mail-in ballots that the Democrats are abusing? Yeah, but it's worse than that. Mastriano also proposed that folks with COVID should be mandated to register with the government or be punished. And that's a violation of my privacy rights. Uh, What will they come up with next? A tax increase? You know, Earl, now that you mention it, he has... Mastriano is proposing a 60% increase in our Pennsylvania income tax. Wow. Unbelievable. I'm sure glad I talked to you guys. Don't be like Earl. Get the facts. Doug Mastriano can't be trusted. Paid for by Pennsylvania Patriots for Election Integrity, LLC. Always happy to have David French with us. David French is a, a book author. He is uh, one of the founding editors of the Dispatch. He is uh, a person who served in the American military. He's been a guest on our show and a friend for a long time. David, welcome back. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Always our pleasure, David. So, of course, a, a cataclysmic week. I, th- I think it's sort of summed ah. up here fairly carefully. Uh, yesterday, Peggy Noonan, the Wall Street Journal, her headline was, The End of Roe versus Wade Will Be Good for America. Today in the New York Times, Michelle Goldberg says, The death of Roe is going to tear America apart. What is it? Yes to both. <laughs> okay. No to both. So... <laughs> <laughs> there's I have argued and I argued months and months ago when the oral argument right before the oral argument in the case that there is a way in which ending Roe can actually begin to restore some stability to American politics, because what will happen is this really contentious issue, because uh, has does anyone believe that Ro- that abortion has become less contentious? No, no, nope. nope. it, it is. It is completely distorted our presidential politics. It is completely distorted our judicial confirmation process. It has really polarized America. And so I think there's a strong argument that returning this to the democratic process where people actually get a say, a concrete say in the laws that govern abortion could really actually help turn down the temperature because people get to say what they want to say. Now, that's, you know, that's where I think Peggy Noonan could be right. That's where I think, you know, I could be right (laughs) that, that this could cool the um, temperature. But then there's also a scenario where it doesn't. And the scenario where it doesn't is where a and there's an extreme and volcanic convulsive reaction by one side or the other. Let's say this is not the draft opinion and the right feels deeply defeated and disappointed. People are going to lose on the right. They're going to lose confidence in the electoral process because they voted for presidents who are supposed to nominate justices who are going to overturn Roe. But there's also a story on the left where the left uh, believes that, hey, wait, we lost Roe, even though we keep winning popular votes in presidential contests. And so, so much de- depends on what is the level of intensity that Im- that immediately responds, whatever the final decision is. Mm-hmm. And and my theory is that 
uh, Americans will be after that initial after that initial sort of burst of emotion that people will genuinely feel. Americans will be pleased to be able to actually vote on this matter. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think it'd be good for everybody to vote. I've always thought that. Um, that's one of the reasons why I just have, I mean, fundamentally, I disagree with abortion, but I just felt like settling it in the courts was a poor idea because it didn't let people speak out. So I think this is the perfect opportunity. It's just that getting there, David, yeah. is what is going to be so painful. And so when the leak came out on, I think it was Monday night, all I could think of, I mean, you'd think I would be, you know, excited or thinking, wow, this is amazing. And instead, I was just filled with trepidation thinking how ugly this is going to be. Um, and so maybe yeah. fast forward, if it does turn and it does go back to the states, it's settled legislatively, maybe five years from now, we're in good shape. But boy, for the next nine months, it's going to be rough. Well, you know, it might or it might not. I mean, here, here's here's the interesting thing. Um, Abortion is a lot less prevalent than it used to be, mm-hmm. a lot less. So it is now less common than it was before Roe was decided, which is mind-blowing to think about it because before Roe was decided, abortion was largely illegal in the U.S. So it's less common now than when abortion was actually really? illegal. Yeah, so that means that abortion is way downstream from most people's lives. And now after almost 50 years of legal abortion, a lot of people have had Uh, experience with abortion. And the interesting thing is a lot of studies have demonstrated and some of the best, the best research that I've seen has demonstrated that people, even people who support abortion rights do not believe abortion is a positive good. (laughs) So there's a lot of ambivalence out there that you don't, that you don't see on Twitter, but exists in the rest of the world about abortion. Right. And so think of, think of this, you know, we, we just had a Texas law that, um, for all practical purposes, ended legal abortion in Texas. And there was, it was a very short news cycle. Um, People moved on to talking more about Dave Chappelle and and LGBT issues. Um, There was a Virginia gubernatorial election where for the first time in generations, it's quite possible that Virginia voters could be electing a governor who would have a big say over abortion rights. And of all of the voters who voted, the exit poll said only 8% listed abortion as the number one issue. And of that 8%, almost 60% were pro-life. So for both good and ill, um, good in the sense that there doesn't the intensity of pro-choice sentiment seems to be relatively low relative to the population and ill that the intensity of pro-life sentiment seems to be relatively low. The bottom line is that public commitment one way or the other seems to be pretty low on this issue. Now I could say that and then America could rip to pieces in four weeks right. and I'd, I'll look like, an I, idiot. no, I think you're, I think, <laughs> I mean, uh, the numbers certainly are, are, are bear mm-hmm. out your opinion for sure. But what I think is going to make the difference is the fact that the culture makers, the people mm-hmm. who are writing on the front page of the New York times or the Washington post or whatever, Yourself. it's going to be, cataclysmic for them and so i feel like that's just i think the average person you know is going to be uh mm-hmm. you know whatever but i think for elite entertainment anybody who's a culture maker i think it's 
I, I, I don't know. To me, it seems like it could be a cataclysm. But here's the thing. Wait, let me just interject this. So early on this week, President Biden, you know, made the offhand comment, oh, the Supreme Court is a radical institution. But the fact of the matter is, you know, when you look at this and, you know, reading this week, the United States is only one of seven countries in the world that allows full term abortion. So we are we are the radical ones around the world. The rest of the world is more sort of, you know, uh, measured in their response to abortion. Yeah. And they've reached it largely through the democratic process. So if you're talking about Western European countries, if you're talking about, I believe, even Canada, which is a much more left leaning culturally country than America, these countries have reached this through a democratic process. They've reached a, 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 I believe Germany, for example, no one's view of sort of a deeply socially conservative country. Abortion is prohibited after, I believe, 12 weeks. Uh, so in a lot of other countries around the world dim, that are more sort of liberal leaning than the United States, they have more conservative abortion laws than the Roe Casey regime permits here in the U.S. And now look, I'm I'm pro-life. I I don't want abortion before 12 weeks, right? I don't want it after 12 weeks. I don't want it before 12 weeks. And so one of the things that's challenging for the pro-life movement and the pro-life movement needs to really grapple with is that if Americans get a vote and they, and the overall, while some States might ban abortion, the overall outcome is probably going to be some form, some degree of legal abortion in the U.S. And so the pro-life movements are going to have to have a lot of work to do to change culture and win hearts and minds and decrease abortion rates, even in states that protect abortion rights. Uh, but the idea that America somehow it is somehow radical to overturn Roe is just at odds with the rest of the world. It's at odds with the tradition of American constitutional law. It's not ra- Roe was radical. Hmm. That's interesting. David French is with us, senior editor of The Dispatch, which we'll talk about later in today's program. Um, David, what about the leak? Um, first off, mm. uh, will we find out who it was? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> leak investigations are hard. They're very hard. I mean, you know, you might bring in, uh, um, you know, the marshal of Supreme Court is, is, is going to be doing the investigation here. You know, so you've got Supreme Court officials doing the investigation they'll be interviewing people who um if they lie to the investigators could be prosecuted i mean they've got tools to sort of put pressure on people to tell the truth but you know we've all we've been thinking was it a clerk was it a was it a member of the permanent staff was or maybe it was a boyfriend or a girlfriend of a clerk you know what we don't it's very hard to find out um it's leak investigations are difficult. They're difficult. It is not just simply a matter of saying we're going to investigate and find it. Maybe they will. Maybe they will. I'm not, I'm not counting on it though. Do you think it's important? Yes. I want them to find the person. I think it's incredibly important to find the person and impose real accountability because this is, this is like dropping a nuclear bomb on the trust of the court. And, and so, you know, Think about the trust. Do justices trust their clerks now? Do dr- justices trust their staff now? No. Now they'll trust some. Maybe they're going to cast some suspicion on others. And then think about what this does to calm deliberation. If you think every draft that I circulate on a complex, contentious issues could hit the front page of Politico tomorrow, how does that impact your deliberation? How does that impact your thought process? Right. Um, and you know, I know... For me, whenever I'm interacting with people 
Uh, and I think there's even the ghost of a chance that it could end up being put on Twitter or whatever. It impacts the way I talk. It sure. impacts, you know, how forthcoming I am with my thoughts and opinions. And so there, this is something about th- there, this. It really is. It's, it's like a nuclear detonation, both in the internal trust and potentially in the external trust that we have for the court. We're talking with David French from the dispatch. So David, the leak essentially had the arguments frozen in time in February. Now, so it wasn't supposed to be released, you know, the, the, the full decision until June or July that left a lot of time, a lot of conversation, a lot of arguing back and forth. Yeah. Now, how will this leak? I mean, if you're one of the justices and you have this lack of trust right now, what is that going to look like inside the Supreme court as they try to move this forward? I mean, I can't, imagine how the difficulty this must be to formulate a response that it makes sense at this point you know that the one school of thought says basically the leak freezes everything that nobody wants to be seen to bow to pressure after the leak so wherever everyone is before the leak the the leak's most likely impact is to freeze everything but then another school of thought says everyone's wargaming this too much everyone's doing too much game theory on this this was a reckless and foolish act And we might be giving the leaker way too much credit for sort of a Machiavellian kind of plotting here. And the reality might be that, you know, this was petty vengefulness more so than any sort of complex scheme. So there's just so much we don't know. Right. And it could also be the fact that currently, as we're speaking, the opinion of the court is very different than this. Than it was in February. Yes. Right. And someone is angry that it's not the way it was in February. And yes. so, you know, they're trying to embarrass people. Or, or right. Yep. It could right. be a left-wing leak or it could be a right-wing leak. We just don't know because there's logic going both directions. Right. And you can kind of tie yourself in knots convincing yourself of one, one thing or the other. Yeah. This is kind of like a John Grisham, Ken Follett book, isn't it? <laughs> One that they've not yet written together. Exactly, right, yeah. <laughs> All right. Let, let, I, I know our time's up, but I have to ask you one more question, uh, David. This is more like of a, an opinion question or more, you know, a discernment question. But mm-hmm. you mentioned at the very beginning that Roe has never healed. And Peggy Noonan talked about that in her article in the journal today, um, that there are a lot of other cultural decisions that people have kind of it was, you know, a big deal at the time. Um, They've moved on. People move back. So Obergefell is the best example. That talk mm-hmm. about a huge decision, right? I think people have largely moved on. Why is it, in your opinion, that people could never get past this one? Well, it's the reason that Alito says in the opinion. So Alito goes through all these 14th Amendment cases uh, from interracial marriage to contraception to um, you know gay marriage to Lawrence v. Texas involving adult consensual sexual activity. Time after time, each one of these was contentious in its time, and then people have moved on. But here's the difference with abortion. As he said in the opinion, even if you go by the Roe Casey standard, abortion ends a potential life. That's what Roe Casey says and what Mississippi says in its statute. And what I believe is that abortion ends a human life, not a potential life, Mm -hmm. an actual human life. And without, and so there's a non consensual impact on an, on a Mm -hmm. vulnerable person. And that's totally different. That's totally different in nature from all of these other cases. It's that non-consensual impact on a vulnerable person that makes abortion stand apart from all of the rest of, of that case law. 
Yes, and so here we are. are. David, before you leave us, uh, you know, both Kath and I admire the the quality of your work and the volume of your work. I mean, holy smokes. Seriously, David. I mean, you are at it. Between the French press, the dispatch, and Twitter, I I don't know how you're sleeping. (laughs) And the Atlantic. I mean, holy smokes. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't forget podcasts. Of course, the podcast, yes. Okay, so then take us back to home. The dispatch is where all things flow from at this point. Right. Right. The dispatch.com uh, newish. I mean, now we're getting close to three, closer to three years old. Wow. So newish. Wow. Um, conservative media outlet designed to um, replace hot takes with fact based reasoning, uh, reporting and analysis. So to take a breath and, and take a close look at the issues as opposed to just jumping on the, you know, jumping on the latest outrage cycle. I'm into that. And you're writing for The Atlantic also. Yes, I write for The Atlantic. Also, I have a newsletter there called The Third Rail, which is pretty self-explanatory. I talk mm. about all the toughest things in American life. And Great. So th- those, are easy, those are easy pieces to write. No big deal there. <laughs> uh, and before <laughs> no you leave, deal. let's talk about your podcast. Yeah. So uh, I have a, a legal podcast where we have had three episodes this week talking about um, Dobbs, and it's called Advisory Opinions. And I have a podcast called Good Faith with a uh, theologian and former pastor named Curtis Chang, where we try to make sense of this crazy contentious christian world that we live in <laughs> so, best of luck to you uh, my friend <laughs> very, very yeah good. i know i That's know good. we need it we need it david thanks so much we are, we are glad that good you are with you. us uh, always a great pleasure we need your voice in america mm-hmm. it's really a good Especially. thing to have you thank you thanks again thanks so much our pleasure david french you can find him just about everywhere what's up next this or that it's our weekly adventure This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes. I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive result should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in. There has been no evidence of widespread voter fraud. The 2020 elections were one of the most corrupt in history. See the proof for yourself. We tracked 2,000 mules making multiple ballot drops. 2,000 mules, the shocking new movie from Dinesh D'Souza. One mule made 53 trips to 20 drop boxes. 2,000 mules in theaters two nights only, May 2nd and May 4th, with a special virtual premiere, May 7th. Tickets available only at 2,000mules.com. 2,000mules.com. Sponsored by Salem Media Group. Biting into a sandwich is good. Getting the perfect bite of KFC's juicy, hand-breaded, 100% white meat chicken filet with tangy mayo, thick-cut pickles, and a buttery brioche bun? That's finger-licking good. Order the KFC chicken sandwich in classic or spicy today. Prices of participation may vary. Eager to continue your theological learning or engage more deeply with Scripture? Enroll as a non-degree or certificate student and take Greek or Hebrew online this summer at Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. Apply by May 20th. Visit pts.edu slash 
admit. You could win $5,000 and bless an organization with $5,000 in your name when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Share your kindness with others. Go to wordfm.com to enter. That's wordfm.com. It's easy and profitable to be kind to others when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Each day for 30 days, we'll post a new act of kindness that you can do for others. On June 1st, you could win $5,000 and a deserving organization will also receive $5,000 in your name. You can make a difference in others' lives when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Enter the Kindness Challenge today at wordfm.com. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker too. Plus iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. A flood watch is in effect through Saturday morning. For tonight, it'll be breezy with rain, heavy at times. There can be flooding in some areas, the low 50. Tomorrow will be breezy and cooler with occasional rain and a high of 52. Tomorrow night, clearing and breezy with a low of 43. Sunday, Mother's Day, we'll see a few clouds, then sunshine. Although drier and nicer than Saturday, a jacket may still come in handy. We'll see a high of 60. With your Mackie Weather Forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Time now for This or That. It's our weekly choice. You like this one or you like that one. It doesn't mean a whole heck of a lot. Sometimes it's fun. I, I find it very meaningful. Jim. Do you meaningful? No. You like look forward to this moment. No, I mean, I do look forward to it, but I don't. I think it's probably the opposite of meaningful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is, uh, this is my pseudo Mother's Day <gasps> list. It is. Mm-hmm. This is very exciting. <clears throat> Wilma Flintstone, <laughs> Jane Jetson. Oh, I go Jane Jetson. Oh. You know why? Hmm. She was very put together. Put exactly, mm-hmm. and she had her the house in order, man. She sure did. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Linda Flynn Fletcher yes. from Phineas and Ferb. Of course. Marge Simpson. Oh, Linda Flynn Fletcher every time. Marge Simpson. Yeah. Really? Yeah, because she had her past career as a mm-hmm. pop singer. The Mona Lisa, Whistler's mother. Oh. I think I'd choose Whistler's mother. Yeah, I think, I yeah, think yeah. I do. I feel like the Mona Lisa sucks out. She may be. She sucks a lot of oxygen out of the room. She surely does. Sandra Day O'Connor, hmm. Margaret Thatcher. Oh, I like Mags. Oh, do you? I then? do. I mean, I, yeah. Sandra Day O'Connor made history. I know, and I'm not. I'm not trying to denigrate yeah. her. I'm just. You, you told me this or that. The Iron Lady. I I chose Max. Okay. Mom's Mabley. Okay. Ma Kettle. <laughs> I don't even know who they are. You don't? No, but I like you it. You don't remember Mom's Mabley? No. Who's Mom's Mabley? Mom's Mabley was an African American woman. Yeah. Who was a star from 1920s vaudeville all the way up to. The Ed Sullivan and Smothers Brothers show. She would come out on stage and do this weird kind of, in, a, in an old hat and a jacket. It was fascinating. I loved her. Mom's Mabley. Mom's Mabley. All right. Or who was the second one? Ma Kettle. Ma Kettle. You know Ma Kettle. Ma and Pa Kettle, those I, movies. I, I don't oh. know the movies, but I know Ma, Ma Kettle. I'm going Mom's Mabley. Yeah, I think you kind of have to. Do you think? Look her up sometime. All right. Mom's Mabley. I'm writing it down. J.K. Rowling. Yeah. Princess Diana. Oh. I mean... Princess Diana, tragic story. 
I J.K. Rowling's fascinating. I'm totally choosing her. All right. Mrs. Bennett from Jane Austen. Oh. Margaret Marmy March from Little Women. Oh, uh, always Mrs. Bennett mm. because she was something to take. Okay. Mary Poppins. Yes. Maria. <sighs> That's horrible. This That's or that. terrible, John. Mm-hmm. I can't. Po- That's not fair. This or that. Mary Poppins. All right. Betty Friedan. Mm-hmm. Mary Kay Ash. Mary Kay Ash. All right. Okay. Betty Friedan's not my cup of tea. Harriet Tubman. Yes. Love her. Rosa Parks. Oh. I mean, Rosa Parks, great, but Harriet Tubman, mm-hmm. total hero. But, but can they both be heroes? Sure. I'm, I'm still picking Harriet. Cleopatra. Queen Victoria. Now, Cleopatra wins with the eyeliner. There's no question about that. However, Queen Victoria with her... Now I'm going Queen Victoria. All right. With her German husband. Indira Gandhi. Yeah. Mother Teresa. <laughs> this is a lot. Uh, Indira Gandhi or Mother Teresa? Yeah, how can you not pick against Mother Teresa? It's this I'm picking that. Mother Teresa, okay, John. Okay, very nice. Okay. That was my pseudo well, Mother's that was Day. was very intense. Very Mine nice. is going to be much lighter. Okay, good. It's the rainy day edition of this. Oh, of very you. nice. You're going to laugh when you hear how right. these are nonsensical and don't matter. Number one, okay. Rainy Days and Mondays by The Carpenters yeah. or Fire and Rain by James Taylor? Oh, Fire and Rain. Little JT. Number two, yeah. always keep an umbrella with you just in case or umbrellas are stupid and I don't mind walking in the rain. Oh, no. Well, that's a kid thing. Uh, as much as you hate it, keep an umbrella handy. Number three, yeah. Wuthering Heights mm. or Rebecca? Oh, that's excellent. Uh, I'm doing Weathering Heights. Okay. Yeah, I have to. Yeah. It's just very tense. Oh, it's Both very, very tense, yeah. Number four. Pretty rainy. Timothy Robbins' freedom scene from Shawshank. Mm. Or, I know, isn't that great? <laughs> or the final scene from Blade Runner. Oh, no, it's going to be... Both of which happen in the rain. It's going to be Tim Robbins. Oh, because isn't that I, great? Oh, How it, do you... It's just... Free, it pops oh, out of the mud. It's, it's like so fabulous. Great. Yeah, oh, go, gosh. go, get out of there. Number five. Yeah. You regularly clean your gutters to ensure the rain falls away from your home, mm-hmm. or you never think of your gutters till it's the middle of the night, and then you obsess about how your basement is going to flood. <laughs> this is a family argument in my house. Mm, I believe it is. Uh, yeah, I'm always in the middle of the night. Yeah, my wife's like, eh, no big deal. <laughs> Come call the guy, because I'm not getting up on that ladder anymore. Number six, right. Julie Andrews and Mary Poppins, hey. or Debbie Reynolds and Singing in the Rain? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh man, uh, I'm going against convention here. I'm doing Debbie Reynolds singing in the rain. Number I mean, seven. This movie. Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins hey. or Donald O'Connor and singing in the rain. Uh, again, uh, I, I got to do Donald O'Connor. Number eight. Yeah. If you could go back in time to an event in the rain, would you go to Prince at the Super Bowl or Woodstock? <laughs> Uh, I'd go to Woodstock. Number 10, Craziness. sitting in the cold rain at Heinz Field for a Steeler game or stuck in the ark with the animals? Oh, stuck with the animals. 101.5 WORD. Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekends. With the best new music. New, new, new music. New music from Jeremy Camp. Getting started. For all my life. And never known from Irene Rock. 
Celebrating 20 years of bringing Pittsburgh's favorites and the best new music. 101.5 Word FM on the weekend. Hey, Earl, did you hear that Senator Mastriano voted to pass Act 77? You're kidding. Isn't that the law that allowed no-excuse mail-in ballots that the Democrats are abusing? Yeah, but it's worse than that. Mastriano also proposed that folks with COVID should be mandated to register with the government or be punished. And that's a violation of my privacy rights. Uh, What will they come up with next? A tax increase? You know, Earl, now that you mention it, he has. Mastriano is proposing a 60% increase in our Pennsylvania income tax. Wow. Unbelievable. I'm sure glad I talked to you guys. Don't be like Earl. Get the facts. Doug Mastriano can't be trusted. Paid for by Pennsylvania Patriots for Election Integrity, LLC. Moms, wow, aren't they special? Doesn't that word just warm your heart and make you feel loved? Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse, and I am so blessed to get to work side-by-side with my mom every day in our family business. And right now, my mom and I are planning for a special day for you and your mom on Mother's Day. Every year on Mother's Day, we barbecue chicken quarters over the open pit outside with our secret butter sauce. Baked beans, corn pudding, coleslaw, macaroni salad, ho-ho cake, and more will abound inside to go along with that tasty, tender chicken. When I was a teenager and we first started cooking for crowds, all my mom wanted for Mother's Day was for us five kids to help get ready to make this a special day for our guests. So bring your family and come hungry to enjoy the wonderful farm-fresh meal that we started all those years ago. Oh yeah, live music and free cones for moms too. Let us share a little of our farm with you. The Springhouse in 84 PA, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. Urban Impact Foundation hosts the 10th Annual Man Up Pittsburgh Conference, June 11th at Victory Family Church in Cranberry, 7.30 to 3 p.m., a day to encourage men in their calling to love God, their wives, their families, and the fatherless in their communities. With Ryan Shazier, Mike Tomlin, Tony Dungy, Ed Glover, and over 25 powerful speakers to help you maximize your impact in your home, neighborhood, and city. Man Up Pittsburgh, June 11th. Register at manuppittsburgh.com. How's this music? It's better. Okay. I like that one. Okay. All right. This is our, our weekly dive into Twitter where, you know, if, if you like, if you are on Twitter, uh, oftentimes, you know, you scroll by and then see, see, think, oh, that's interesting. I like it. Right. And so at the end of the week or so, you kind of look at all your likes. It gives you a sort of a litmus test of you know, where you've been in a mm-hmm. way. Right. For better what, or worse. What you've read about and what you felt like it was what yes. you kind of said. Okay, yeah, I'll go with you on that. Right. So this right now is our Twitter likes. Alex Kazora posted just a couple hours ago. Yeah. Mike Tomlin on what makes the Rooney family special and how Ike Taylor was always Dan Rooney's favorite guy. I love this answer. You ready? Yeah. Quote, they see people. They don't see positions, roles, or titles. Boy, that's really good. Boy, fabulous. They see people. Excellent. Lindsay O'Connor, who I follow, says this. Husband microwaved leftovers that included shrimp, and it made the house smell about like you'd expect. So I microwaved a mug full of water and cinnamon. It overflowed in the microwave, and now the kitchen smells like cinnamon and shrimp. Send help. 
<laughs> I mean, right? Oftentimes you want to clean up and make things better, right? And then things make a mess. That's, That's awesome. the worst. Cinnamon and shrimp. All right. This is uh, from Benjamin Watson. Mm-hmm. He said this. As a descendant of people considered non-human because of ethnicity, I refuse to stand idly by while another subset of people are considered non-human due to stage of development. To do so would be self-serving, cowardly, and historically ignorant. Hmm. Fabulous. Benjamin Watson. Is he a Native American? No, he's a person of color. Fabulous. Excellent. Megan Lively tweets this. I withdrew from grad school in my early 20s. Three years ago this week, at the age of 40, I walked across the stage and received my diploma. Mm. Philippians 1.6, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it. He never stops working. Isn't that, that takes a lot oh. of stick to Were you ever in school? I was in school with, uh, whenever I was like, you know, 20, 21 years old, there was a woman who was in our, in our major and she was like 50. And of course, we thought she was 90. Of course, right. Oh my gosh, this woman. What's she doing yeah, here? Yeah, but mm-hmm. she crossed it. She did great. Mm-hmm. Nan Mogg was her name. What a killer actor. Good for you, Nan. Nan Mogg, yeah. Good for you, Nan. Brandon McAllister said this, I'm both pro-life and absolutely never Trump. And these things go together just fine. It was never okay to compromise to get a president to nominate the justices who would vote this way. And yet, the decision is good. We need to step up to serve women and families all the more. Amen, and amen, and amen. That's excellent, right? I mean, the political affiliation is one thing. The end result is another. All right. uh, This is uh, from Drew Dick, who's been a regular guest on our show. He says, Sunday is Mother's Day. Just reminded Grace to get a present for my mom. (laughs) And for anyone who thinks I'm a bad husband, I told Grace to get herself a Mother's Day gift, too. Jag. That is the worst. I mean, he's a funny guy. Of course, he doesn't mean it. He's just, you know, stating like a way a lot of guys think. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Uh, Colin Dunlap uh, posted this. This can't be the case. It just can't be. And he is including a news story about an arrest, um, someone who was caught driving under the influence. Hmm. He said... This cannot be the case. How in the world is someone with 14 prior DUI convictions not in jail? How is someone not in jail long before being able to get to 14 DUIs? This is absolutely absurd. Sometimes it blows me away how lightly our country treats DUI. How can that be? That doesn't make any sense at all. You You think your license will be taken away after three? I don't know what to say. 14 maybe DUIs? Some, maybe someone in law enforcement can weigh in on that, it's how person, that happen. It's shocking that no one's been killed, right? Yep. All right. Amanda, who we follow, I follow, says this. I hate when people confuse education with intelligence. You can have a bachelor's or master's degree and still be an idiot. It's so true. <laughs> I mean, it is true, right? Uh, wisdom Look, and you, intelligence you are two separate things. You talk to someone who does a trade... Right? Yeah. You watch them do their thing oh my and God. you think, I couldn't do that. No way. In a jillion years. I don't care if I train to do it. Yep. I don't have the capacity to do that. And somehow we tend to value the PhD people, like the, and the Ivy League education and devalue people who actually like keep the world working. Right. Until your washing machine breaks. Right. And then no one knows what to do. Give me a call. Right. Yeah. All right. Um, 
This is from Teresa. She tweeted this. This is my great-granddaughter, Winter. I'm thankful every second my granddaughter chose life. It wasn't easy for her being pregnant at 17, hmm. but she did it. Wait, I mean, I'm going to look at... That's Winter. Look. Oh, showing a picture. I mean, you see these young women... Their, their lives were changed irrevocably whenever yep. they were... They were young. They were little... They were babies having babies. Okay. Uh, John Antonic, who I follow, says this. Who else takes a shower in the evening after doing a physical activity, mm. but then must also take a shower again in the morning once they get up to just because you have to? Is this excessive? <laughs> That's what it is to live in America, right? We're taking showers every 15 I mean, minutes. Uh, look. Right? It's so true. I mean, so true. I, I knew a guy who like regularly took several showers a day. Like it was like a mental illness. Mm-hmm. Right? I had to be But people who are like, well like Christy, you know, she's like a germaphobe. Right. If you could, would but you take stay- all sorts of showers? No, no. I, no, that's a that's a lot of water. That's a lot okay. of much. Yeah, it right. is a lot of water. Oh, all of a sudden that's where you draw the line. Yeah. That's a lot of water. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um this is from Tiger Lady. <laughs> She said, when I became pregnant with my firstborn at 17, I was given a choice, get out or get an abortion. I chose life. Same with two of the daughters my husband and I adopted later on. Their mothers chose life. I am so grateful. Look at what we created together. Fabulous. And there's this picture of Holy her smokes. and her mother wow. and her children and the adopted kids oh, that, that she cool. has. I love it so kids. much. That's a great family photo. Excellent. Isn't it? Uh, Alta Poso says this. Apparently, Amazon will now pay $4,000 for women to have an abortion. Oh, my gosh. Do the women get a $4,000 bonus for keeping their children? It's not pro-choice. It's pro-abortion. So now corporate America is involved in this, right? They're going to yep. offer bonuses. If you get an abortion. That is a... S- really? Yeah. I mean... That's where we are. This is my family. This is from Ms. Beth. This is my family that began when we were 18 and pregnant. My daughter is on bottom far right. She started it all 39 and a half years ago. My husband and I, we've been married 40 years next month. We had a son too. They're both married and now we have five grands. Happy endings are possible. Hmm. Fabulous. There have been so many beautiful things. There have been. I mean, so many beautiful, 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 uh, beautiful things on Twitter. Very difficult times, but you know. Okay, can I close with this one? Yeah. I was 19, and my this is from El Marie. I was 19, and my boyfriend and I had just split when I found out I was pregnant. I had no earthly idea how I was going to raise a child alone. I was from a staunchly pro-life home, but still, I thought about abortion, but I couldn't do it. My daughter is 32, I'm married, and my husband is my best friend. Fabulous. Amen and amen. We'll take a quick break. Step away. That's our Twitter likes for the week. Next, we get a story about goodwill. Stay tuned for that. Who doesn't love goodwill? Are you in excruciating pain brought on by your son, daughter, or spouse suffering from addiction? The sleepless nights, the constant worry, and the feelings of isolation. Recovery Centers of America wants you to know you're not alone. Addiction destroys families. But if you call Recovery Centers of America today at 1-888-RECOVERY, your loved one can begin to recover, and so can your whole family. At Recovery Centers of America at Monroeville, your loved one will be treated with compassion and dignity by expert addiction professionals while recovering in a world-class facility. Family support services will give you knowledge, connection, and community so that you can begin to heal and recover as well. 
Call 1-888-RECOVERY today. Recovery Centers of America accepts insurance, provides transportation, and offers intervention services at no cost. Patients are admitted 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Call 1-888-RECOVERY now. If a super flexible schedule, great benefits, paid time off, and a signing bonus sound good, consider NAMS Transportation. NAMS has provided safe transportation to northern Allegheny County and Pittsburgh seniors for over 40 years. Van drivers start at $17 an hour, sedan drivers at $14 an hour, plus a $2,000 signing bonus for part-time drivers and a $4,000 signing bonus for full-time. Must be 25 or older, no CDL required. Call 412-406-8611 today. I'm Doug Mastriano. I know something about fighting for freedom. My 30 years of military service showed me how much we took our freedoms for granted. When the lockdowns came and the left trampled our rights, I was one of the few to stand up for freedom. I fought for the integrity of our elections. I fought for medical freedom, to choose what medicine we put in our bodies, and for the rights of Pennsylvanians to operate and conduct business. I fought for our elderly and our special needs children. And I fought for parents' rights to raise their kids without indoctrination in school. Now the spirit of our Walk as Free People movement has caught fire. I'm Doug Mastriano, and I'm running for governor because this election is about freedom. Join me to restore freedom, revive our families, rebuild our economy, and to get us back to greatness. Visit DougForGov.com. That's DougForGov.com. And let's take our state back. Paid for by friends of Doug Mastriano. about this from time to time people who love to thrift find some weird and unusual things well here's one of these stories an ancient roman bust that went on display at a museum in san antonio texas this week has an odd backstory in 2018 the bust was brought was bought at a goodwill store in austin texas the buyer laura young was shopping for objects to resell and had no clue that she picked up an artifact dating from the first century B.C. Oh, my gosh. The the bust once resided inside a full-scale model of a house from Pompeii in Germany, according to the San Antonio Museum of Art. The display was built by Ludwig I of Bavaria, and during World War II, it was severely damaged by Allied bombers. The sculpture had mysteriously disappeared was um, after the bombing the u.s military remained in the area until the end of the cold war and it is believed that an american soldier had the bust and brought it back to texas apparently texas is where it's is where it stayed for decades until this woman young bought it unknowingly bought it for 34 dollars and 99 cents the sculpture is believed to depict an ancient roman commander dorius germanus the paper says an image of the bust after Young bought it shows it buckled into the seat of her car, a yellow Goodwill price oh tag my attached to the cheek. Look at that. After noticing how old and worn it looked, she was curious about its origins. 
So she embarked on a years-long journey talking to experts in classic art at the University of Texas. She also called auction houses. Sotheby's consultants were brought in. There was a few months of intense excitement, but he said, it was bittersweet since I knew that I couldn't keep or sell the bust. Either way, I'm glad to be part of its small, of its long history, and it looked great in the house while I had it. Super cool. Oh, my God. So she... Thirty-four dollars and ninety-nine cents. She never got any remuneration for. No. She could have kept it. She rescued it. No, she. I mean, she it. did the right thing. But I just feel like some, what Sotheby's couldn't spare a couple grand to say uh, you did the right thing. It's not going to go to auction. It's going to go back where to Germany to well museum. Yeah, I don't know. The work will be on display. Don't in you Texas. feel like she ought to get a little out of boy for that? Maybe. not. Oh yeah, she should get an out of boy. Like but she... you know, she did the right thing. She could have stayed in her house. It's beautiful. Oh, sure is. Five o'clock hour coming up next. Alyssa Wilkinson is with us. We're going to talk about Frank Peretti. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. First Lady Jill Biden has thanked U.S. troops deployed to Romania where they're serving as a check against Russian aggression. The First Lady has begun a four-day trip to Europe to see firsthand the refugee crisis that's caused uh, been caused by the Russian invasion. Most voters rate President Biden poor for his handling of the economy and say inflation will be a very important issue in the midterms. The latest Rasmussen Report's national telephone and online survey finds that 83% of likely U.S. voters believe inflation will be an important issue in this year's congressional elections, including 60% who think the issue will be very important. Only 14% don't expect inflation to be important in the midterms. The survey of 1,000 likely U.S. voters was conducted between May 2nd and 3rd. The margin of error was plus or minus 3% with a 95% level of confidence. Bernie Bennett reporting. And the car linked to an Alabama escapee and jail worker found in Tennessee, but there is no sign of the pair. This is SRN News. If you are 65 or older, you know this. It's really frustrating to deal with out-of-pocket medical expenses, watching your hard-earned dollars just flying out the window. Well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare has a new option called MediShare 65+. Plus. MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills, and it really is a community. People encourage and pray for each other. And MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B that fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years. It's great for peace of mind. You can use your Medicare-approved doctor and get prescription savings, dental and vision savings, very worth looking into, and it's so easy to find out why people rave about the customer service at MediShare. They're great to talk to on the phone. Here's the number. Call 833-SHARE-55. That's 833-SHARE-55. 833-SHARE-55. Hey, Earl, did you hear that Senator Mastriano voted to pass Act 77? You're kidding. Isn't that the law that allowed no-excuse mail-in ballots that the Democrats are abusing? Yeah, but it's worse than that. Mastriano also proposed that folks with COVID should be mandated to register with the government or be punished. And that's a violation of my privacy rights. Uh, What will they come up with next? A tax increase? You know, Earl, now that you mention it, he has... 
Mastriano is proposing a 60% increase in our Pennsylvania income tax. Wow. Unbelievable. I'm sure glad I talked to you guys. Don't be like Earl. Get the facts. Doug Mastriano can't be trusted. Paid for by Pennsylvania Patriots for Election Integrity, LLC. There has been no evidence of widespread voter fraud. The 2020 elections were one of the most corrupt in history. See the proof for yourself. We tracked 2,000 mules making multiple ballot drops. 2,000 mules, a shocking new movie from Dinesh D'Souza. One mule made 53 trips to 20 drop boxes. 2,000 mules. Join the special virtual premiere and Q&A on May 7th. Get your tickets now. Available only at 2,000mules.com. 2,000mules.com. Sponsored by Salem Media Group. Eager to continue your theological learning or engage more deeply with Scripture? Enroll as a non-degree or certificate student and take Greek or Hebrew online this summer at Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. Apply by May 20th. Visit pts.edu slash admit. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Flood watch is in effect through Saturday morning. For tonight, it'll be breezy with rain, heavy at times. There can be flooding in some areas, the low 50. Tomorrow will be breezy and cooler with occasional rain and a high of 52. Tomorrow night, clearing and breezy with a low of 43. Sunday, Mother's Day, we'll see a few clouds, then sunshine. Although drier and nicer than Saturday, a jacket may still come in handy. We'll see a high of 60. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along. The 5 o'clock hour of the Friday show, which is excellent indeed. Uh, Kath, what time is it? Uh, it's time for me to tell you. Tell me. And Christy. Are you paying attention, Christy? Yeah, she is. All of our listeners. Your weekend has begun. Oh, fabulous. Indeedy. It's five minutes past the... Five o'clock hour. I would say truly all is right and well in this corner of the world. Okay, Mother's Day uh, this Sunday. Mm-hmm. You look forward to it? I am looking forward to it. I have Excellent. no idea what the plan is. No expectations? I have no expectations. I don't know. I have no idea what's happening. Mm-hmm. Good. Okay. What if nothing happened? How about that? What if they forgot? Wouldn't that be horrible? I'd like, take... you'd be all excited. And... Yeah, I guess I would. Has that ever happened? No. No, no it's not going to no. happen. No. Okay. You think it's going to happen? No, I'm just saying. Are you, you know, telling me it might happen? Have you talked to Eric and he forgot? No, I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to bring it up because every man, every man Christy, for himself. Christy, did they forget? I, not that I know of. No, no. I mean, every man for himself on Mother's Day. Wait, you you're gotta, not checking in with friends? No, to you got to sure figure out this. That's your marriage. Okay. That's your own terms, my friend. <laughs> that's not my business to put. Hey, what are your plans for Mother's wanna, Day? Like yeah. I'm going to say that to your husband. Hey, John, be that, quiet. That's one of the ways that, like, when we write our book for how to sustain a successful radio partnership over yeah. many years, it's like, that's, that's one of the rules. That's your marriage. Do not go poking around <laughs> into your co-host marriage. Just keep, that's, that's keep it going. That's your marriage. That's your responsibility. Okay, check this out. Okay. Uh, when Kimberly and John Elkhorn welcomed their third set of fraternal twins <gasps> about two weeks ago, they said that along with the joy, they readied themselves for the inevitable comments about their large family oh with gosh. 10 kids. Quote, at the hospital, 
They call me the frequent flyer, says Kimberly <laughs> Not Alcorn 37, oh my who works as a hairstylist in Wallkill, New York, in the Hudson Valley. I come in every three years, so I guess you could say I'm on a first-name basis with maternity and delivery nurses. Alcorn and her husband, John, a police detective, said, in addition to funny comments, like from the nurses, some are intrusive and downright rude. She said busybodies will approach her and ask about why she, whether she used fertility treatments. She did not or even how her family supports so many kids, answer, by working hard. All we can do is laugh it off, she said. You have to have a positive attitude and a sense of humor. Our children are a blessing. But now that they're coming in multiples, I can finally say I'm done. Her latest delivery happened on April 25th at the Westchester Medical Center when she gave birth to two daughters, Kenzie, 4 pounds, 15 ounces, and Kelsey, 5 pounds, 9 ounces. She initially was pregnant with triplets, but she lost one of the babies, a boy, to miscarriage soon after she learned she was pregnant. Her first three pregnancies were single births. Then she started to have twins. The couple also has a three-year-old foster son. The likelihood of giving birth to non-identical twins three times in a row is very low, said uh, Angela Silber, the doctor who delivered the latest twins via C-section. After seeing one of the twins was in the breech position. This is the first time that I've ever seen a patient deliver multiples for the third time. Can you imagine? So she had three single pregnancies. And then she had three twins, sets of twins oh in a row. Oh, my gosh. So and she a foster has, son. So she has 10 kids. Yep. What are the odds of that happening? Uh-huh. What are the odds? The perfect Mother's Day present is to know that they all love each other and are the best of friends most days, she said. Life isn't perfect, them. but we've learned to take a deep breath and to have fun. Holy That smokes. is outrageous. I cannot. Three sets of twins. That's good for them. I think that's really it's, terrific. I would say it's a blessing from God, right? I mean, Ooh, holy for smokes. For sure. All right. In entertainment news, John, first of all, tomorrow's the Kentucky Derby. Does that mean anything to you? I like to watch the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. I mean, if I can sit down right at post time and be, although, you know, like, it's kind of hoity-toity, right? Everyone shows up in their their finery, they're drinking mint juleps and whatnot. So I kind of like those festivities. However, horse racing itself, I mean, look, uh, the the winner, um, Bob Baffert, who's won the Kentucky Derby multiple times. Right. He's been banned from uh, yes. from horse racing right. for the foreseeable future Tamper. because of doping and all these. So it's it's like anything. You take something that kind of could be cool and fun and, it's lost and you screw it all up. Yeah. So I'm of you know different minds about yeah. it. Yeah. I used to always watch it. And then that scandal, it kind of wrecked it for me. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. Listen to this. Have you watched um, David Letterman's Netflix show, My Next Guest Needs No Introduction? I've watched uh, some specific guests. Okay. Yeah. I think it's really interesting. Yeah. Other than the fact that his beard is off the chain, I think it's really interesting. Is he still producing shows? Because uh-huh. I've saw, I've seen it like maybe a couple of years yes. ago. He hasn't cut that beard yet. No. And his his next guest, which will come out, yeah, Will Smith. Oh, that's interesting. When does that happen? Uh, it's happening. It's his fourth season. Really? And it was just announced this afternoon. And he's afternoon. not cut that. That beard is like- It's bad. That's like Rip Van Winkle. I know. He looks terrible. And you know, when you see Letterman, you know, as a young man- he had it going on. I loved him. I love I love. I love Letterman. Me too. I, I miss I Letterman. I love Letterman. Um, also, Ryan Reynolds will be his other guest. I don't know who that is. Ryan Reynolds is the one who was in La La Land, right? Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, he was in La La Land. You loved that movie, remember? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Obviously, it didn't make that much Ryan of Reynolds? an impact on yeah, you. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Well, fine. Uh, I look forward to seeing it. I mean, I like. I think Letterman's very, very interesting. If you have not seen uh, Letterman interview Jerry Seinfeld, you should oh, definitely yeah. do that because yeah. it's great. Mm-hmm. All right. That's that. Also, you know who you should watch? Tell me. Um, um, mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. I can't think of his name. Mm. See, you, it'll come to me. Can't be that good if you can't remember. Yeah. Right? No, it was good. Somebody was doing this the other day, and they were going, "Oh, this is like a middle-aged thing where, like, you lose." Yeah, your... you forget people's names. I mean, I don't. What's know. your name, Christy? Uh, hi, hi, mm-hmm. Ryan. Was... It was um, La La Land was Ryan Gosling. Thank you. Oh, see, there we go. I mean, Ryan Reynolds you. is Deadpool. Oh, got it. Got Thanks it. for rescuing me, yeah, Christy, for coming yeah. up with that. Well, Ryan like Gosling. You knew. I didn't know. Right. I knew it wasn't Ryan. Do you remember like, La La Land? No. I loved. I loved it. Did you see it? I never did. Oh. Christy, you never see it? I watched half of it and turned it off. I love that what? about you. You watched half of it and turned, <laughs> turned it, off? it off? Oh, you know what else is a great interview what that David Letterman did? You? Howard I mean, Stern. That's yeah, a great I've interview. Seen it. Yeah, yeah. That's I've good. Seen, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking forward to Ryan Reynolds or Ryan Gosling, <laughs> whatever. All right, we'll take a quick break. Alyssa Wilkins come, comes back Ryan with us. Uh, yeah, who's gonna, with us? Yeah, we're going to talk. Frank Peretti, who I often mistake for Frank Perdue, which are very <laughs> different sort of people. Chicken and books. That's straight ahead on the ride home. Despite the strange weather today, Mother's Day looks to be pretty good weather-wise. It's going to be the best out of the three. Yes. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Go and take a drive and treat mom to some wonderful chicken at the spring house. Marsh is here to talk to us. Hey, Marsh, happy Mother's Day to you. Hi, happy Mother's Day to you guys, too. Kath, I hope you get breakfast in bed. Mm, That's so (laughs) sweet, Marsh. All those crumbs right there in the sheets where you don't want them. Beats chicken sauce. That's right. (laughs) Who would ever think of that? (laughs) (laughs) One of those things that came right to my mind. All right, Marsh. So John brought up the chicken. Is this the the, uh, famous chicken barbecue coming up Sunday? Yes. Mm. Yes, this is the famous chicken barbecue. We've been doing it since I was like 14, barbecuing these big, beautiful chicken quarters. And we have a secret butter vinegar sauce that they douse over it about every five minutes. Mm-hmm. And then we'll be making all kinds of yummy sides inside. And it's um, Alabama vegetable casserole, mm-hmm. potatoes, um, mashed potatoes, cabbage and noodles, just on and on and on. And then we have a big, wonderful salad bar that's included also. And then all these amazing desserts. We have a new um, dessert baker, and she's been making us all very chubby. And But it's very <laughs> yummy. She's going to have all kinds of new things that day, too. And um, it's all, and we'll have live music all day long. Wow. We're opening at 12, and we'll be closing at 7. We'll have live music all day, free ice cream cone for every mom. It's just $20 for the meal. Includes the, you know, all the hot things and the salads and the desserts. And um, we, we're featuring our new Huckleberry. Huckleberry milk is purple. Mm. And we'll have strawberry milk, too. And, of course, our coffee milk, which is starting to fly out the door and we can barely keep up. And it is really, really yummy. And it'll keep you up for days. Fabulous. So. <laughs> That's a lot so for Mother's Day. For a fun weekend. Yeah. Excellent. Listen, take a drive. Visit the spring house and treat mom for Mother's Day because Marsh has always got it going on for moms. Hey, Marsh, have a great day and really hope that you can relax on Mother's Day, even though the place is going to be just crazy full. <laughs> yep. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you. You too, Happy Marsh. Mother's Day. 101.5 WORD. The station with Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music every weekend. With the best new music. New, new, new music. Always new music from Chris Tomlin. Yesterday.
Thank God for Sunday morning from Cochran and Company. Thank God for Sunday morning. And Hymn of Heaven from Phil Wickham. Celebrating 20 years of bringing Pittsburgh's favorites and the best new music. 101.5 WORD. On the weekend. MTS stands for Master of Theological Studies, and it's a two-year degree for those who want to just deepen in their theological knowledge. With an MTS degree from RPTS, you can be ready for whatever God calls you to. We have three areas of concentration, biblical counseling, biblical studies, either the Old or the New Testament. You can also do one in doctrinal or historical studies. Learn how to get your Master of Theological Studies degree entirely online at rpts.edu. RPTS. Study under pastors. COVID-19 moves fast, and now you can too. If you feel symptoms, even if they're mild, you should test fast. Test positive and at high risk for severe COVID-19? Then act fast with authorized oral treatments that can be taken at home and must be taken within five days from when symptoms begin. COVID-19 moves fast, and now you can too by asking your healthcare provider if an oral treatment is right for you. Learn about a treatment option at TreatCV19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer. Lewis Hamilton's the name I was trying to think of. The F1 driver on David Letterman's thing. I had to look it up. Thank you, Lewis. It's <laughs> a good interview. Happy to have Alyssa Wilkinson back with us today. Fabulous. Ask Alyssa Wilkinson if she's a Lewis Hamilton fan. All right. She's film critic at Vox.com, been writing about film and culture for a long time. Her work has appealed all over the place. You can also check out the book she wrote with Robert Jalstra, another favorite of ours, called How to Survive the Apocalypse, Zombies, Cylons, Faith, and Politics at the End of the World. Alyssa, welcome back. Here. Yeah, Alyssa, always a pleasure to have you with us. Okay, so uh, we saw a piece where you sat around a round table and you talked about Christian, I'm not going to call it literature. Uh, how would you describe what this is, what you were talking about? Well, uh, several of my colleagues and I um, kind of grew up in the 90s and read uh, Frank Peretti's novels. Um, and sometimes we get into chats about these things. Um, on Slack at work, which is like our our chat device where we all talk to one another, and um, other people don't always know what we're talking about, but we <laughs> viscerally remember mm-hmm. things like Peretti's novels or you know the Left Behind novels, stuff like that. So um, so yeah, we decided to to sit down and kind of talk about our memories of it and also of how those novels sort of like keep coming back to us um, because of current events. Mm-hmm. They inform um, so your life. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think, Alyssa, I'm with you. Um, I was really deeply formed by those books. Really? Um, and I remember reading, I don't know if his name, it was a book called Angel Walk. Uh, mm. Do you remember that? By Roger I, Elwood, maybe, or Atwood? Um, that does sound familiar. It yeah. was one of those like Frank Peretti inspired takes like from an angel's perspective on what's going yeah. on. And so for people who weren't there, Alyssa, mm-hmm. let, let's try between the two of us to like <laughs> try to describe what it was like. I would say from my perspective that um, this present darkness kind of made me look at 
the fact that there were good guys and bad guys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think they came out. And I mean that in a spiritual sense. I mean, every movie has good guys and bad guys. I mean, particularly in a spiritual sense about spiritual things, there are good guys and bad guys. Yeah. And, you know, the whole concept of the books is that there are sort of the humans who are living their lives and then unseen are angels and demons who are like literally fighting one another. Um, Like they punch each other in the books, (laughs) you know, and there's things like boom and bang. You kind of feel like you're reading a comic book or something. But I mean, they came out in 1986 and 1989. So I I think I must have read them in the mid 90s. And for me, they were especially as someone who like didn't watch a lot of movies or anything like that, they were really, really vivid um, in making me think about like, are there demons and angels around me right now who are like tugging at my shoulders or something like that. And that's kind of how I was thinking about it um, because of the books. And of course, like in, I remember very clearly in this present darkness, you know, there's this small church and uh, in one of the early scenes in the book, the demons kind of come in the back door because they want to sort of be there, and the angels walk in through the door, and they're, like, really hunky, and they sit in the back rows um, so that they can kind of protect the pastor from these demons. But, you know, now the humans are seeing it, and so all of the battles and struggles that the humans are going through are all kind of being backed by or caused by the angels and the demons. Interesting. Okay, yeah. so listen, I'm eavesdropping on this conversation, and of course, I read the piece at Vox.com. Now, I have no no connection to these at all, to Left Behind or This Present Darkness. They they sort of seem, you know, sort of a little odd and archaic to me. But you know, what I found really interesting is that you said in this piece that I read at Vox that you grew up essentially um, without television. You didn't watch a lot of movies, but you devoured these things, and and that's fascinating yeah. to me. Is that now there you are, you know, living in New York City, you're a media critic and you know not growing up uh, in that way you've got a clean slate that you work from so you look at the world different i think than most people who grew up just surrounded by popular culture right you know i think kids my age at the time were like getting up and watching saturday morning cartoons where you might have i don't know captain planet and the well i don't even know batman like you know cartoon characters superheroes all this stuff that we see in the movies today and this just wasn't really part of my <laughs> of my entertainment vocabulary and you know some of my colleagues talked about how their friends were discovering Stephen King at the same time and these really are like action horror novels that are also christian and so you know for them it was sort of the same thing and actually if you pick them up and read them they're pretty fun <laughs> really they're not maybe great writing but they're they're as good as anything you might pick up off a rack at a airport um, and they're very absorbing. Oh, for At the sure. same time, you know, when you're young, they do really shape your idea about what the world is like. And, you know, one thing that's very clear in the Freddy books, at least, is that you're supposed to look suspiciously on anyone who isn't a Christian because everyone is trying to deceive you and they all have these, like, malicious intents. And that really teaches you to look at people who maybe, like, even don't go to your church, uh, let alone don't maybe believe in Jesus or something, like to look at them as if they are miserable, conniving, scheming, horrible people, which is maybe not a great thing to teach young people. Right. Certainly not a great thing to teach young people. Yeah. Alyssa, John and I were talking about this when we read your article, because as he said, he, did, he he's never read the pretty books, was not in that subculture like you and I were. And I was trying to express how literally 
literally everybody I knew read them. Like it was mm-hmm. not that there were just a, a few of us that were in a corner. Like everybody read them. They were incredible. Yeah. I mean, these it was they were these books were everywhere. Huge. And they were such big bestsellers that they stayed on bestseller lists for like a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and Peretti kept writing other ones um, that got a little, they got kind of more metaphorical as he goes along. Um, they are equally kind of fun reads. Um, and he's always exploring kind of evil um, and good. He's also like usually grabbing sort of the culture war issue du jour and pulling it into the books, which really is a very effective way to sell a book to. Um, you know, to an evangelical audience for sure. But yeah, everyone was reading them. Everyone had read them. You know, you could find people would make references to them in in sermons or, you know, in Sunday school and just everyone kind of knew what they were. They they didn't have quite the ubiquity of Left Behind, but they definitely were kind of the forerunners of those books. Interesting. Okay, so there you are, Alyssa. You, you know, you're 30-something years of age. You're living in New York City. You grew up on these demons and angels and the powers of spiritual darkness and that whole battle. Does that in some way, do these books still inform you as, you know, you walk the streets of the city? You know, an interesting thing is that a lot of people um, wound up using these books as like um, like manuals for spiritual warfare. And Peretti, who was trained as a minister, um, he he was like, please, please know, like this is an this is an imaginative thing. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I'm not saying that this is reality. Like you should turn to the Bible if you want to talk about things like spiritual warfare. So, um, you know, no, I don't look at it exactly the way the books do. Um, And I think like a lot of people, you kind of grow up and you start to sort of grow and change in your understanding of of the world and of how it works and kind of what spiritual forces look like. Um, I don't really think about like angels slugging demons like around my head. Um, But I do think, you know, it can be useful to just remember that, you know, there's more to the world than what we can see. um, And that's something that we have to keep in mind, uh, you know, no matter who we're encountering. Yeah. Alyssa Wilkinson is with us, film critic at Vox.com. Alyssa, we uh, had Frank Peretti on the show maybe four or Mm. five years ago. And it was really funny for me because I, like you, were so formed by those books. And um, he was exactly what you would think. He's, he's, you can tell he's a super creative person Mm -hmm. and he's a little crazy and odd Mm -hmm. and funny and really, really, I mean, he can write a terrific story. I actually think some of his best work is his like young adult books that he wrote, which Mm -hmm. are really fun, super, super fun. Um, But he said in in the interview with us that he was just dismayed. He was thrilled while that was all going on that obviously he was like so remarkably successful, but he's just been dismayed (laughs) by what you're saying, how seriously people Mm. took it as gospel. And he Mm -hmm. felt like, you know, and I don't mean to speak for him. I know I'm, I'm doing this from memory. It's not like I went back and listened to the interview. But as I remember, he was just kind of a little, like, um, very cautionary, not a little, very cautionary. Like, you, you people need to, like, if you like this book, that's great. And I'm really grateful for that. But this mm-hmm. is not what I meant to do. And I think that when we read books or we watch film or whatever, we're watching a creator at a specific yeah. time in their maturity. Mm-hmm. And he wouldn't write those same books today because he's right. a different person. And so I think yep. we need to to have a, an amount of grace when we yeah. look at the people, the creators that are around us and the artists and say, okay, that's a snapshot of where they were then. But at the same time, you say these books still hold up. 
Yeah, they really do. I mean, um, my colleagues and I all kind of read them within the last year in oh. order to write this. And, um, you know, we all read voraciously <laughs> um, now, you know, and I, I don't read so much uh, fantasy and horror, but my, my colleagues who I wrote with do. And um, everyone agreed right off the top that, like, these are really fun to read cool. um, as fiction, you know, and that's the important part. And, you know, I think a little bit of what happened with Freddie's book speaks to how little good fiction there really is um, and how much the imagination has kind of been denigrated in a lot of Christian circles um, because we read something and it immediately has to be, you know, fact or truthful or something like that, whereas sometimes just imagining the world is a really wonderful, redemptive, exciting act, and then we can also acknowledge that, you know, this may not be the way things are, but it's a fun way to imagine the way things could be. Good. Okay. So if you're looking for something, uh, This Present Darkness, Frank Peretti, I'm sure they're Piercing easy, the Darkness, uh, yep. I think it's part two. Easily found yep. at uh, used bookstores or wherever, right? Because there's so many of them. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah, uh, they've been reprinted a lot, so you can, you can also get them in new, new editions. Nice. Did you read your original book, Alyssa, when you went back? No, I had to buy new ones. Okay. I, um, I actually checked them out of the church library when I was a kid okay. over and over and over again. You know, the little card had my name on it, <laughs> pretty much every other person. <laughs> I think I'm going to go home and uh, look for my... Them? Well, see, I know where they are, but I'm wondering if, like, did I highlight something? Did I fold over a page? Like, uh, I have never read them, Alyssa, since... I mean, I read them multiple times all those years mm-hmm. ago, and then I've never touched them since. Yeah, well, they are they are rollickingly good times, and I would say just for pure enjoyment factor, still probably some of the best Christian fiction that's ever been written. Outstanding. Alyssa Wilkinson from Vox.com. She's a media critic. Alyssa, while we have you here, we'd like to avail ourselves of, of your knowledge. You know, I, I was looking um, at Twitter this week, and you were engaged with something, and you, you said, hey, you know, uh, by far and away, the best thing that's streaming right now is the, the series on Apple Plus – for all mankind, and yeah. I, I let out a cheer. Um, mm-hmm. Cat's always on me about you know watch this, watch this. Please give us a you know give yeah, us a little about capsule for about for all mankind. Yeah, so it's um, the third season is coming in June, but there's time to catch up on season one and two. Um, basically, it's an alternate uh, history, sort of fictionalized series that asks the question, what if America lost the space race? What if the Russians got to the moon first? What would the world be like? And so it mostly takes place at NASA among astronauts. Hmm. There's like a bunch of moon people, you know, moon scenes, um, a bunch at NASA. Um, And it also has that feeling of, you know, sort of that butterfly effect. Like if we hadn't made it to the moon first, would somebody else have been president? Like how would this all have Hmm. shaken out? So um, it, but it's, incredibly engaging. It reminds me a little bit of how engaging a show like Mad Men or um, The Americans was, where it's just like really great characters written really well. You know, it's about their families. It's about these men who are sort of working in this, you know, high pressure situation, but they're also veterans of wars Mm -hmm. because of when it is. The second season has a big jump in time, and then the third season is coming. So it's on Apple TV+. Plus. Oh, one other thing to note is that the the creator is the same guy who made the new Battlestar Galactica series oh, about a decade ago, which was really fantastic. So I highly, highly, highly recommend checking it out, um, especially if you're into space yeah. stuff, oh, even if you're not. I'll um, definitely it, check it out. 
I loved it. I mean, do you did you watch it, John? I'm watching it right now. It's right up my alley, of course, because I mean, you know, I'm like I was all about that space thing. The weird thing is watching it is, you know, there's a lot of truth to it, although it's yeah. kind of buried in there. And my worry is, I said this to my wife last night. If you're watching this, you might think that this is reality. That what's being oh, said, yeah. you know, that Werner von Braun is, you know, this. And of course, it's a fascinating story. So it sort of straddles truth and fiction. Yes, yeah, exactly. There's a moment I won't spoil in a episode I was watching the other night where uh, a bill is passed and ratified that I briefly forgot actually was never ratified. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I didn't realize that was wrong. <laughs> I was like, right, this is fiction. Right, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, but you know, I think like it also just has great, great characters. And it's, you know, it's just exploring like the possibilities. Plus, there is a lot of moon stuff, and uh, if you dig kind of you know scenes on the moon, then yeah. this is this is the show for you. Super cool, wow. Melissa. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, Thanks a lot. We fun. really admire your work, though. It's really excellent, and uh, your presence here is always uh, encouraging for us as well. So thank you so very much. Oh, it's always great to be here. Thank you, Alyssa Wilkinson. Vox dot com. I want to go to New York and hang out with Alyssa. We've we never met face to face. That'd be fun. Talk about it? the road trip here. I mean, what she might not say? Oh, hey, come on in, you guys. I mean. It's New York City. There's only limited space, right? We're going to show up at a place? Listen, help us. I'd be happy to do that. You could win $5,000 and bless an organization with $5,000 in your name when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Share your kindness with others. Go to wordfm.com to enter. That's wordfm.com. If you belong to a club, I think it's fair to presuppose that the effort of joining that club and then showing up for whatever the activities or events were, that you were in line with the mission statement of the club. Mm. You think? Club, organization, team. Church. Whatever that is. School. Mm -hmm. So if you went to a Christian college, wherever you are in your walk, in some ways, you would have to presuppose that the majority, the large majority of people around you were Christians and had some form of a relationship with Jesus. Now, having that said and done, I would think that it would give you a freeing aspect in your life. Is that fair right, to say? You would feel secure in that, you mean? Yes. Well, I think that's probably true, but I also think that as much as you're looking for that in other people, you would have to be bringing that yourself to the table. Your faith. Your faith. Your relationship. Your relationship. Your boldness. And your willingness to share it with somebody else. Be in I, communion, have, look for a significant relationship. I believe that happens daily at Grove City College. Look online at gcc.edu, Grove City College, Christ-centered. Weatherproof your day with the AccuWeather app by checking your daily, hourly, and minute-by-minute forecast. With precise details pinpointed to your exact street address, you will have access to exclusive features like MinuteCast and RealFeel, all backed by AccuWeather's team of over 100 expert meteorologists. 
The AccuWeather app is your most reliable source of weather information, so you can plan your day with confidence. Download the AccuWeather app today. If you're with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, join the flood of people switching to Pure Talk. The average family saves over $800 a year by switching. Get unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data for just $30 a month. Or if you still want unlimited data, you can get that and still save a fortune. Go to puretalk.com, type in your address to find the coverage at your home, then enter promo code HALFOFF, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code HALFOFF. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, tune in, and on Odyssey, in your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. A flood watch is in effect through Saturday morning. For tonight, it'll be breezy with rain, heavy at times. There can be flooding in some areas, the low 50. Tomorrow will be breezy and cooler with occasional rain and a high of 52. Tomorrow night, clearing and breezy with a low of 43. Sunday, Mother's Day, we'll see a few clouds, then sunshine. Although drier and nicer than Saturday, a jacket may still come in handy. We'll see a high of 60. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. I had to go out to see Kath this week, drop something off for her. And while I was there, she was like, hey, you want to see inside? And, of course, you've been following along here. Kath has had the, you know, some remodeling done. She's having a new kitchen put in. So this is kind of cool. I'm living vi- vicariously through her remodelers. And I, and I walked in the house. And, of course, you know, you go to your friend's house. You, you, you know the house. Holy smokes, Kath. I mean, these guys have gone to town. To town. So here's our segment. It is called. Could you do what Matt did today? You want to know what Matt did today? Tell me. Matt, the foreman of the team that's been working on my house since January 31st. You know what he did today? Tell me. He finished. What? You guys are done? He's done. The job is done. He left. Matt left. Now, let me tell you. Since January 31st, and these are just some things that popped into my head. This is not a comprehensive list. This is what Matt did. He did demolition. Mm -hmm. To the studs. He laid hardwood floor. He repaired sagging joists, Mm. which sounds like a personal problem. He laid ceramic wall tile. He hung shiplap. He painted. He put in new windows. And today, today, on his last day, he scrubbed my new windows himself. He cleaned the floors. He hung window blinds. He moved furniture. And he touched up the paint on my front door as he was leaving. Wow. Matt. Matt. That's what Matt did. I could nod to the question, could you do what Matt did today? No. Nope. No way. No way. Absolutely not. Okay. So essentially, are you finished with the project? His part is done. We have a lot more to go as far as the... Woodworkers are concerned. Woodworkers but coming in. Matt is the foreman of the project. He left. Excellent. Okay, so how much further? Two weeks? Um, maybe four, depending. Okay. That's a lot. It I is mean, a God lot. God bless you, seriously. I mean, I think for, for me, I think for a lot of people, two things. You kind of think, well, I'd like to remodel. Two things stand in the way. The money right. and the inconvenience. Yes, right? and both things are high hurdles. It took you forever yep. to you know, save enough cash to right. make this thing possible. That's one thing. Right. 
And then, you know, you guys are like living upstairs cooking on a... You have to really want to do it. I don't know. But people like Matt... Make it easy. Corey, John, Scott, who owns the company, they made it all happen. Not to mention Jeff the plumber and Bill the electrician. I wonder what Matt's house looks like. You've been there? You think it's like the cobbler, you know, whose kids don't have shoes? No, I bet it's really nice. My brother-in-law's a carpenter. You go to his house? Is it nice? Oh. Ha. It's fabulous. Because what he did over the years, he'd go into like a demo or whatever. He'd bring stuff home. It's kind of like the Johnny Cash song with the Cadillac. Because <laughs> right. you'd go walk into this, in the foyer, you'd go, what the heck, John? This is beautiful. What? Oh, we did this from a mansion that was being torn down. So I blah, blah, blah. You walk around the house. He's every- just collecting stuff. He did. And then he re. He recreates it in different rooms him. in his house. It's fabulous. Good for him. That's so I think smart. Matt, maybe a piece of your house is hanging in Matt's house. Not, you, you think know? he'll invite me over? Probably not. I invited him over he every want darn day it. for the last four months. Got those sagging beams. You don't want to do that. What the heck? Thanks, Matt. All right. Very nice. Take a quick break. Come back. The Week in Review is next. What was everybody talking about? What did we eat? What did you read? All that. It's the ride home. The Friday edition on Word FM. WORD. Hi, I'm Don Crow. This week in the Christian Outlook, an unprecedented leak from the Supreme Court. The draft opinion from the court's forthcoming decision on abortion. We'll also look at states like California that look to facilitate something like abortion tourism. We have all this and more. Be sure to join us and visit our website at ChristianOutlook.com. The Christian Outlook, Sunday night at 10 on 101.5 WORD. Dr. Mehmet Oz confessed, quote, I'm not socially conservative. Mehmet Oz is a liberal on guns. Listen to him in his own words. How do we keep guns out of the wrong person's hands? Red flag laws. Even worse, Oz supported New Zealand-style forced government gun buybacks, tracking gun owners with universal licensing, and an assault rifle ban. No wonder Mehmet Oz confessed, quote, I'm not socially conservative. Mehmet Oz, a Hollywood liberal and total fraud. Dave McCormick, he's an Iraq combat veteran with a bronze star. He's a proud son of Pennsylvania and a sportsman. Dave McCormick is a conservative who you can trust to stand up to the woke liberal mob and protect your Second Amendment rights. Honor Pennsylvania Inc. is responsible for the content of this advertising. Not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. Paid for by Honor Pennsylvania, Inc. HonorPennsylvania.com. There has been no evidence of widespread voter fraud. The 2020 elections were one of the most corrupt in history. See the proof for yourself. We tracked 2,000 mules making multiple ballot drops. 2,000 mules, the shocking new movie from Dinesh D'Souza. One mule made 53 trips to 20 drop boxes. 2,000 mules in theaters two nights only, May 2nd and May 4th, with a special virtual premiere, May 7th. Tickets available only at 2,000mules.com. 2,000mules.com. Sponsored by... By Salem Media Group. Hi, I'm John Henney from Henny Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage and use our to have and to hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit hennyjewelers.com. Henny Jewelers, your jewelers for life. 
Eager to continue your theological learning or engage more deeply with Scripture? Enroll as a non-degree or certificate student and take Greek or Hebrew online this summer at Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. Apply by May 20th. Visit pts.edu slash admit. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. It's been another week. That means it's time for John and Kathy's Week in Review. What was everyone talking about this week? <laughs> what The leak. The only one thing people talked about all week long, pretty much, was the Supreme Court and the leak. I mean, yeah, th- that conversation is going to go on forever. Mm, I agree. Shocking as it was. So, yeah, clearly that's the only thing, we, from our perspective at least, people talked about the Supreme Court this week. What was a conversation that made you think? Tuesday, 5.15. What does Jesus' resurrection reveal about our bodies? Mm, that was With interesting, huh? Terry Tim. Terry Tim. To be honest, I, I don't think about it often, about my resurrected body, Yeah. what that's going to be like. And Terry dug deep into that, didn't he? Yeah. I like that a lot. And everything he said is not like... It's, it was speculation. It's not, right. It's not, I mean, but it's based in the reality of what we knew from Jesus' resurrection. Yes. What we knew about his body, what he did. You know, the kind, he ate. Yeah. He, he sat, he had conversations. He, he all of a sudden showed up in rooms and all of a sudden disappeared. Right. So I, Jesus resurrected. Very cool. What does that look like very, for very us cool. as well? Yeah. How about you? What, what conversation? Well, I picked two conversations that were linked. Okay. One was Monday at 535 and the other one was the one that just happened with Alyssa Wilkinson at mm. 510 today oh, when yeah. we were talking about the Frank Peretti books, um, This Present Darkness and Piercing the Darkness that were so huge around 1990 and just how much that shaped a culture of Christians, um, how much it like impacted how we looked at our choices and for sure in my mind I, I said this earlier how much it's set up um in someone who was you know 18 or 19 years old this idea that in a spiritual sense there are good people and bad people i'm not sure how helpful that was um but it they are great stories and it's i don't, I don't know always interesting to have your imagination stretched well i love that you know she uh, Alyssa wilkinson just said yeah the stories still hold up and her friends continued you know yeah. to, to be engaged in frank peretti's work which is super cool yeah that's Alyssa wilkinson that was today at five ten. we talked about it monday at five thirty-five. but if you missed any of that and you want to contact it find our podcast wherever mm-hmm. the ride home with john and kathy what did you eat well, it was my birthday this week. Heck yeah. So, I mean, I've been on a journey. Mm-hmm. My wife, she's like, you know, she knows how to bring it. I mean, it's birthday celebrations. We kept it pretty simple, quite honestly, for, for the birthday meal. I, she bought me this glorious, fabulous steak, which we cooked on the grill. Mm. And I just had a big chunk of asparagus and a beautiful baked potato. What's I mean, better than that? It was so simple and so Did well done. Did you put butter on that baked potato? Oh, like mounds yeah. and of butter. And salt? Salt and pepper. Okay, good. I ate the whole thing. Great. I ate the skins. Good. Everything. Good. And that steak, oh, like butter and, oh, mm. fabulous. Any indeed. sour cream on the baked potato? No, I don't no. like sour cream yeah. on a baked potato. Okay. I think it's too much. I don't think it needs it. I agree. Just, it's over mm-hmm. the top. But mm-hmm. man, so the birthday meal never disappoints. Good for you. Yeah. Yourself? I had a colonoscopy on Wednesday. Oh. You know what I ate? Yeah. I ate whatever that substance is that mm. you have to drink beforehand. Now, mm. I'd never had... A I procedure like this before you told me. I, I historically 
in the history of humanity, I think is the worst taste. Mm-hmm. I can't get over how horrible it is. It's just it's overwhelmingly yeah. overwhelmingly putrid. I believe that's worse than colonoscopy. I think it oh way worse. Way worse. I mean, you know, way worse. You have to like you're choking it down. Oh, and it just keeps oh, going oh, as there's so oh. much. Seriously, uh, now in the old oh. days, in the old days, not that long ago when I had mine, I used to cut it with Gatorade. I can't walk past Gatorade anymore in the store. because now you've got it in your When head. I see it, I kind of like lightly gag. Like, yeah. Oh. And my kids drink Gatorade and I go, "Who's having a colonoscopy? Right. You guys are way too <laughs> right. young." I'd, but it's horrible. Of course, let me tell you. They found a precancerous polyp in my colonoscopy, and I was super glad I went. So if you're hearing this, don't let what I'm saying dissuade you because you should go get your colonoscopy. What did you watch? The aforementioned For All Mankind. I haven't even heard of it. On Apple Plus. Christy, have you heard about that? Nope. Okay. Love it. Now, again, this is right up my alley times 10. I mean, it's the 60s space race. So I'm all over it. I love it. And it's it's the 60s. So, you know, the style, bet for better or worse, Sure, it's super cool. Plus the women, excellent. The astronauts, wives, all that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really interesting. So I, I'm loving it right now. Okay. Um, line of Duty. I think I mentioned it a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, the preeminent British cop drama. And it is just absolutely great. I uh, I think there are six seasons of it, but the seasons are very short. Like the first season, I think only has five episodes. Um, but uh, my husband was interested in watching it. So I went back to the very beginning. I started watching it maybe a decade ago. It is A+. plus. If you want a cop show that is not about anything other than the story, it's just the case. It's not like delving deep into personal lives. Or yeah. It's just really about Focus. the case. You have to watch it. It's streaming right now on you, on Hulu, Line of Duty. Line of Duty. Okay, very good. What are you reading? Well, my very um, tangled relationship with baseball, even though I really you know have been sort of ignoring it these last several years, I continue to read about baseball. So I'm reading this book now called The Big Fella, hmm. Babe Ruth and the world he created, which is interesting because, you know, I've read a lot about Babe Ruth, but the world he created, how in the 1920s, the superstardom of him, the first gigantic world, you know, like gigantic superstar through radio, print, it changed the nature of how we see the world. And him as just a guy, pretty much an orphan, really not sophisticated, how that changed him. It's a really fascinating read. The big fella, Babe Ruth and the world he created. Wow. All right. Um, I'm going to be honest and say I haven't read anything this week. You've been busy. There's just been, there's been a lot going on yep. in our house. Um, and sometimes in life, there's just, there doesn't Give seem, a pause. especially when there's this much news going on. I think I spent 30 hours reading articles about Roe versus Wade. Um, and so I really hope, I really hope next week I'll have read something else. What hacked you off? Okay, so when this news dropped, the rage machine oh kicks gosh. into a gear. It's so nasty. Here's what I wonder. The people who like show up like immediately at the Supreme Court in protest, don't they have jobs? What are they doing? What is the deal with that? I mean, I really I appreciate advocacy. The, and I appreciate the fact that people should be free to do it. And that we can do it in exactly. this country. It's not, but it seems to me like – but people are so – out of their minds. I mean, I, I can't get that angry. I don't know. Is it an age thing? No. How, I that's can't per- get that angry anymore. I feel like that's a personality thing. I just feel like some people are just jacked Squeeze, up and ready for that. Squeeze it. I, uh, 
what makes me angry, which I try not to be angry, but people who get angry, and I just want to like flee from that anger. Right. It's way too much. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm totally with you. What hacks me off is related, which um, are the pro-life people who are telling other pro-life people they're not pro-life enough. Mm. Okay. So somehow if- The sliding scale? Yeah, there's a sliding scale. So if you're pro-life, but you didn't vote for the right presidential candidate or you didn't write, vote for the right gubernatorial candidate or whatever it is, then all of a sudden you don't really care. You're not really invested. You're not really pro-life. Like not like me, who's right. like completely pro-life. And so then you have to call out that person on social media and say, "Well, this person says they're pro-life, but they're not really pro-life because they didn't vote for so and so for president, or they didn't vote for so and so for governor, or this senator, or whatever." And I can't think of something dumber than wasting time looking at people who are on the same ideological side of this very serious battle and deciding who's in and who's out. Mm -hmm. Like you can be part of my club and you can't be part of my club. It's it's truly absurd. Your pro-life street cred. I mean, get out of here. Like (laughs) and it's the same thing when it comes to denomination or theological stripe or party or whatever it. it is that we just like to have our club well, and we like to even more than we like to have our club we like to make sure there are other people who aren't in it right we got a just, club that's going a on sickness here. here's that's our club sickness. my club and your club and christy's club right right the ride home club everybody's got a club yeah we just shared right? candy yeah that's all we got about our club what was the best news you heard this week here it is the first week of may the good news is for me i'm super excited my boys are coming home so um, Sunday, one comes home. Awesome. Next week, another one comes home. The four of us will be back together again as a family. I'm very, very excited to see that. That is awesome. Good, Good for you guys. Yeah. Good for you guys. Um, best news I heard, my sister's coming into town hey, this weekend. see family. Super excited to see her, my brother-in-law. Um, we're going to go together to my Aunt Dee's birthday party. Hmm. Um, my Aunt Dee is my mom's twin sister. Hmm. My mom passed away a couple years ago. And uh, we're going to celebrate my Aunt Dee turning 90. <sighs> Tomorrow. Wow. So, very Excellent. excited about that. Very nice. Happy birthday, Auntie. Mm-hmm. And that's John and Cappy's Week in Review. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero... Zero right now. Get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsrustpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest. Now try the best. windowsrustpittsburgh.com. If you are 65 or older, you know this. It's really frustrating to deal with out-of-pocket medical expenses. 
watching your hard-earned dollars just flying out the window. Well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MetaShare has a new option called MetaShare 65+. Plus. MetaShare is a community of Christians who share each other's healthcare bills, and it really is a community. People encourage and pray for each other. And MetaShare 65+, Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B that fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years. It's great for peace of mind. You can use your Medicare-approved doctor and get prescription savings, dental and vision savings. Very worth looking into, and it's so easy to find out why people rave about the customer service at MediShare. They're great to talk to on the phone. Here's the number. Call 833-SHARE-55. That's 833-SHARE-55. 833-SHARE-55. Year after year, it's the same routine. Drop off the taxes, pick up the taxes, leave a check. Maybe it's time to work with a business CPA who is less transactional and more relational. For Mike Radich and the team at MGR CPA and Consultants, it's about more than crunching the numbers. It's about getting the advice you need for complex tax issues and business solutions. It's just a better return. MGR CPA and Consultants. Honesty, integrity, always. At MGRCPA.com. Sharing sides is good. Getting enough so you don't have to? That's finger licking good. Choose three large KFC sides, like secret recipe fries or creamy mac and cheese with eight pieces of tenders or fried chicken when you get KFC's Side Lover's Meal. Order now on the KFC app. Prices of participation may vary. Eager to continue your theological learning or engage more deeply with Scripture? Enroll as a non-degree or certificate student and take Greek or Hebrew online this summer at Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. Apply by May 20th. Visit pts.edu slash admit. Plans for the weekend. Yeah, so this weekend, Mother's Day, mm-hmm. um, I've heard a lot of good things about what's going on at Phipps Conservatory. No. You have a, I have a membership. membership there. Yeah, but I had let it uh, lapse over COVID. Makes sense. Um, and, you know, they had weird hours and, you know, with well, everything right, right, right. everything during COVID was weird. Um, but I just renewed uh, my membership about a month ago, and I'm very excited about it. Good. I'm going to get I, – I have gone every year for – I don't know, two decades or something with my best friends from high school. But I would I would like to go more than one time a year. That's what I'm going. Like right, right, I mean, right. I'm glad I go once a year, but I think, you know, I'm a member. I need to make better use of this. So um I might try to head out there this weekend. Really? Okay, yeah. good. All right. The, spring the weather's, flower the weather's show. gonna be junky. It's supposed to rain through Saturday night. Continuously <sighs> through Saturday night. So, I mean my grass. Uh, oh, of course. Well, I took my my. Um, I get a mower guy who I love, and Ron comes and takes my mowers away and just sharpens the blades and yada yada. Anyway, he's had them. He just showed up this week, and I was like, uh, maybe I'll cut the grass. I, uh, maybe I said I'll cut the grass this weekend. Well, that's not going to happen, right? Seriously, I mean, and I get I get anxious. I get like neighbor anxious. Like I think right because you think everybody around me is hating what's me up and with thinking, you, right, John. Like you know the people right. across the street, lovely, lovely people. I mean, you know their lawn looks like you know they use tweezers. Right, and now they're looking at you thinking, boy, he's bringing the no, whole neighborhood down. I hope not. I really do. I mean, mm-hmm. my apologies. You know, I want to stand out there and wave and go. I'm getting to this. You can I put am. Your sorry, flag up. I didn't uh, forget. Yeah, if, if I had a sorry flag up, and then it, it'd right. be up all the time. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be nice to have flags like that? Remember when I need to go back to when I fell down the steps and blew up my ankle years oh, yeah. ago? And when we went to the you, you I was not able to drive for almost six months. Now you bring this and, up a lot. Yep, I do. And John was kind enough to take me to the grocery store yeah. because I couldn't shop with on the my giant own. eagle. Right. 
However, it was very kind of you to take me. Mm-hmm. It was extremely so. However, when we were in Giant Eagle, it was like unbearable because I was in my little scooter and you were going around next to me going, she's not faking. No, no, she's not faking. Well, she's I'm, not. D- she, but she, that'd be like, my worry. Nobody thought I was oh, they faking. Did. Everybody. Because no, there you were. Nobody you were thought a young, I was faking. attractive no, woman. Nobody and thought like, I was faking until you said she's not faking. And then everybody was like, well, maybe she is faking. And then you also said, and she's not fat, which I'm now not I sure can't why say that. that. Why, right. So my apologies to, to everyone. Anyway, so I think that maybe I would go out to your lawn and I would just put like a stake in there with a sign that says like, he didn't forget. <laughs> no, you didn't forget. Okay, I guess that's payback. I no, was trying to help you, like, because maybe this will help you. No, my first reaction. Would or be, would it make people think, "Wow, it looks like maybe John Hall did forget." Oh, I hadn't thought about it, but I hadn't looked at his lawn. But now look that at I him. look at it, it looks terrible. Get to work there, Mister. But now I can't because you know my mowers are back, but now the ground's saturated. Anyway, Happy Mother's Day yeah, to all the mothers. Weekend. Fabulous, everybody. Love you guys. Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.